0: good morning good morning happy sunday happy mother's day and welcome to the mother's day edition of weightless and mind body and spirit with yours truly dr carol penn let's get our countdown started and let's see who's going to be joining us this morning you never know Well, again, happy Mother's Day, and I am so excited to bring you this special Mother's Day panel for The Awakens Mind. This is a Mother's Day panel with a twist. Oh my goodness, you are about to meet four queens, and I mean that, four queens, women who are brilliant, women who are elegant, women who represent the global community I can't wait. I can't wait. So Weightless in Mind, Body, and Spirit with Dr. Carol Penn, doubly board, actually triply board certified in family medicine, osteopathic manipulative medicine, and obesity medicine. I'm also a three times best-selling author, three times. Get excited. And I am a master movement meditation and mindset coach. I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, and all the things that we all play all those many hats and many roles, the complexities of being a woman and a global citizen in the world today. So I'm gonna introduce our panel one at a time and bring them on camera as I introduce them so you can hear their accolades and just really be bathed in their continents and bathed in their beauty and then we are just going to go get right into our show. We have a jam-packed show, and we have a lot. We have a lot to cover. So first, my first guest is Dr. Kemuto Mokaya. Dr. Kemi, as she know as she is known. So she is a wife and a mother of three kids, age five years, four years, and six months. Woo-woo! she is an ivy league educated board certified dermatologist author and speaker her passion is to help you optimize your skin in a safe healthy and effective way so that you can love your skin more and look your best all right welcome and happy mother's day she is our mother with the youngest child so we thought we would bring her on here first Thank you so much for joining us this morning. So isn't she lovely?
1: Thank you so much for this opportunity, Dr. Penn. I'm so excited to be here. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Oh yes, we're excited, we're excited. Next, I'm going to
0: add to the stream, Dr. Omarine MD. There she is, Dr. O. Dr. O is a family medicine physician, best-selling author and global speaker. As a result of a decade in the practice of medicine, she developed a signature prescription called the Magic 7 Formula. Using this formula, she designs customized health plans for women, especially those over 40 years of age, based on the science so that they can get to the root of any illness, feel fantastic again, and create the body and life they deserve. he has been featured in several print magazines, including forms. Her mantra is, let's find the root cause together. Welcome, Dr. O. Thank you so much, and happy Mother's Day to all the ladies out there.
2: I offer you this flower. If you didn't get any flowers, this is your
0: flower from Dr. O.
2: Happy Mother's Day.
0: Oh, thank you so much and welcome. Next. All right. So many of you know that I am a graduate of the Medical Moguls Academy class of 2019. And I am so excited to bring my next guest on because we are MMA 19 together. And what a year that was. What a year that was. And of course, I will never forget her. I'd like you to meet Dr. Janine. Dr. Janine is a board-certified pediatrician, parenting expert, and best-selling author who is passionate about helping first-time moms over 35, whoop, whoop, as well as mothers through adoption navigate the unique challenges of their parenting journey with confidence and joy. She is a native Chicagoan turned Southern Belle, who currently lives in Memphis, Tennessee with her six-year-old daughter. You can find her on all social media at Dr. Janine Peeds. Hey, Dr. Janine, welcome. You know, and, you know, representing a very special space, the adoptive parent.
3: Hey, Dr. Carol, thank you so much for having me on your show this morning. And good morning to all of the moms. Happy Mother's Day um, to everyone out there who is celebrating or honoring their mom today. Um, and I just, you know, I'm so excited that Dr. Carol thought of me, her classmate, when she decided to do this wonderful um, show regarding motherhood and honoring our moms today. All right, and welcome. Thank you so much. And last but
0: not least, we have my dear friend. We met some 13, 14 years ago at an OB-GYN conference. Well, we both thought we were going to be OB-GYNs, but hashtag fam- family medicine is represented strongly in the house today. Dr. Kelechi MD is founder. Oh, I got to bring her on so you can see her. She is founder and CEO of Envision Wellness and creator of Success Coaching Academy. She's also a successful independent sales director with Mary Kay Cosmetics. As a business coach, Dr. Kelechi consistently guides individuals, particularly women, in the area of identifying their call to greatness. With this newfound knowledge and through her successful coaching programs, her clients are able to rediscover themselves, build successful home-based businesses, both locally and globally. In the world of medicine, she's the recipient of the emerging leader in family medicine, is also a fellow in the American Academy of Family Medicine. Oh my goodness, she is a wife and a mom. She is a scientist. She is friend. She is, she, she's, she's, you know, she's our, our really our global beauty expert and global beauty leader. So we're so excited to welcome Dr.
4: Kalechi. As yes, thank you so much, ladies. What an honor. What an honor and a privilege to be here with all of you. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms on the show and all the moms globally. And thank you, Dr. Kara, my dear friend, for having me on your show. It's a, it's a privilege.
0: Yes, this is so exciting. So we have an, an audience that's gathered. I want to acknowledge them and say hello to them. And then I'd like to kind of open us uh, with an honoring and a prayer for all the moms. And so, beloved community, we represent motherhood from six months to 26 years of age. That's the age range of the children that mm-hmm. we have had the privilege to to shepherd into life we're privileged to be called mom and Mm -hmm. it's really quite amazing so now we're going to welcome and you know this is a global panel we're going to find out where everyone's from but one of our first guests or viewers is my dear sister Miss Victoria, and Miss Victoria is just back from the Gambia. So she is in home in Wilmington, Delaware, but she has been on the continent visiting the land, the country of origin. So welcome back. Welcome back. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day, Tracy. Good morning. And good morning to my husband, Dr. Wu, Mr. D.M. Jones. Yes, again. Good, 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 good morning. Good morning and welcome Lady Marianne Harrell. Yes, best honor ever. Yes, it is. Happy Mother's Day is recon- recognized today and it never ends. And mm-hmm. welcome, my dear friend, Flora so. Salvador is represented. so t- truly you know welp- welcoming in a global 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 audience. So we're really excited that they are joining us here today on weightless and mind, body and spirit. and I'm gonna stop scrolling this banner for weightless. Let me see if I could just go. Where is it? I've got too many ticklers on here, you all ladies. Too many, too many. So we're going to, there we go. I'm going to hide this. So beautiful. So, one of the things, um, so this is my first mom Mother's Day without my mother. Alma right here by my side so I wanted to open today just first happy heavenly mother's day mom happy heavenly mother's day and I know you're smiling down on all of this Dr. Janine happy heavenly mother's day you know we were raised by some fierce women weren't we Mm. (laughs) fierce mamas fierce mamas So a little bit of sadness, but certainly tensed with joy. And there's a beautiful scripture that says that I came so that you could have life and have it more abundantly. And I really believe that a mother does that for her children, that we are given this beautiful charge to raise our children and to make sure that they have life. And have it in greater abundance than even we had it. So I just want to open up with this, this beautiful prayer. It's called the full abundance change me prayer so that we're reminded on this day and all the moms across the globe to pour into ourselves to fill our cups so that we give from our overflow, not from, you know, an empty space. So here we go, honoring and those of you that are gathered and watching, If there's a mom that you want to commemorate today, if there's a mom that you want to honor today, go ahead and drop that in the chat so we can bring those mamas right in here with us. And I'm also thinking of uh, the and, and honoring the land, all the indigenous mothers the world over upon whose land we are standing. So here in New Jersey, where I am, it's the Lenai, Lenape, and the contributions that they made. Mm. Oh my goodness, we have to remember the original peoples from wherever we are. We have to acknowledge and remember our own lineage and ancestry. So I offer this white rose, in honor and commemoration of the mother's of the globe the mothers of the universe and so here if i can just put this back so our change me prayer dear divine beloved allow me to give with complete ease and abundance knowing that you are the unlimited source of all and as mothers don't we give Mm -hmm. and allow us to be able to give with ease and abundance. Let me be an easy, open conduit for your prosperity. Let me trust that all my own needs are always met in amazing ways and that it's safe to give freely as my heart guides. And equally, let me feel wildly open to receiving. Moms, I want you to receive today. Mm. May I know my own value, beauty, and worthiness without question, let me allow others the supreme pleasure of giving to me. Mm. May I feel worthy to receive in every possible way, change me into one who can fully love, change me into one who can fully forgive, change me into one who can fully accept myself. Mm. So I may carry your light without restriction, Let everything that needs to go, go. Let everything that needs to come, come. I am utterly your own. You are me and I am you. We are one and all is well. So that's for all the moms. All right, y'all. Let's get into it. We have so much to talk about today, and as I kind of go around and you you make your 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 opening um, statement and reflection, so I'm going to just say the the first question, and I'll go around in the order of introduction, is what has parenting and co- during COVID this past year. Taught you what have been some of the challenges and what have been some of the blessings. And Dr. Kimmy, I'm going to start with you because you had a baby. <laughs> God bless you. And you've got other little ones at home as well. So, Dr. Kimmy.
1: So, COVID, you know, with COVID 19 was the realization that we're not invincible. We saw so many people pass away. People, our parents' age, people our age, people younger than us. So for me, one of the most important things it taught me is that it taught me it taught me I'm not guaranteed that I'll get to be a grandma or I'll even get to see my kids in college. Because you know, people were just passing away, and the pandemic is still under control. So it's taught me to savor every moment with my children, to savor even even the moments that I'm not not so pleasant, like waking up three times in the middle of the night to feed the little one or the diaper changes, you know, with my four and five-year-old, the temper tantrums. So there are some things that I thought, oh, I can't wait for this stage to be over. And, you know, especially that toddler age, it's a challenging age. And even the infant age can be challenging, but I've just learned to to savor every moment and to be grateful for life because, again, it's not guaranteed. You know, all of us, many of us think of retiring and having this wonderful time where we'll tour the world and do all these things. Tomorrow is not promised, so I just learned that I need to savor the moment, savor the day, and enjoy every stage. I'm also learning that they grow so fast. So my four and five year old used to be really clingy and they always wanted to be in mommy's lap. And now you can't even get them to sit on your lap for more than two minutes before they wriggle away. So even with the joy I'm learning, let me savor every moment because it's not promised. And you know, that the present is beautiful. But even though there's a lot of fear in this world, the present is beautiful. The present is now and I'm loving it, I'm savoring it. So for me, that has been the biggest takeaway the other takeaway that I have had is confidence. So, you know, there's a lot of fear around us, but I've learned that. And, and the kids could pick up on the fear. But I just learned, you know, let, let me let me get more confidence and let me try to model confidence in the children from the youngest to six-month-old to the five-year-old And one of the ways I'm trying to do it is just to show them that they're unconditionally loved and to tell them that. I make sure that every day they hear that they're loved at least 10 times so that it can be reinforced in them, even when they do bad things. Whatever the situation is, I love them. I will unconditionally love them. I need them to know that they are loved. All right, I'll stop now so that I can hear from the other amazing ladies.
0: Oh, thank you. And do you mind sharing, what is your country of origin?
1: So my country of origin is Kenya in East Africa. My father is Kenyan, and then my mother is actually Jamaican. So a little bit of of Kenya, and well, half Kenya, half Caribbean. And you'd think that being Kenyan and Caribbean, I'm a fast runner. No, no, no. I'm not. Unfortunately, (laughs) the gene for marathons or sprints did not come to me. So... Sorry. <laughs> oh,
0: my goodness. I always love watching the Kenyan runners who just like, like, like the gazelle, right? Just designed to fly and to float through the air. So thank you so much. And thank you again, citizen of the globe, international. Thank you. Thank you for your reflections. All right. So now, and this is, of course, where you can follow. I want, you know, follow her at all her social media, Dr. Kemi Nd. Next, I'm going to ask Dr. O to answer that same question. Okay. So I'm originally from
2: Cameroon. Cameroon is in West Africa. And um, just a little bit about Cameroon. We describe ourselves as Africa in miniature. And this is because in Cameroon, you can see forests. We also have the Atlantic Ocean and we have desert. We have mountain, and um, so it is Africa in the nature. So that's a little bit about Cameroon. Um, the the pandemic started off really overwhelming for me. I have children who are in different ages. So I have a nine-year-old and seven-year-old, so that's a different age group. And then at the time, my son was two. So I, I had to meet the needs for for um, all of them and I realized that the most important thing for me was for for to be more present with them and so um, I actually developed a mantra that I say to myself every day and I say you know how can I appreciate Being divinely guided even more right now, because it can be overwhelming to sit and try to figure out how do I meet the needs of my nine year old? Um, How do I meet the needs of my seven year old? How do they get the best education possible? when we cannot, when at the time they couldn't go to school. How do, you know, and, and there was so many hows and hows and hows. And I just had to pull back and sit and ask myself the question, how can I appreciate being divinely guided even more right now? And what is my next step? So that's what it taught me. It taught me to be more present. It taught me, just like Dr. Kemi said, tomorrow is not guaranteed. We just have today. And a lot of times we spend so much time and so much energy planning for the future, which is good. We need to plan for the future. We need to have all our plans, but sometimes we don't spend as much energy thinking about today and how to make the best of today. So it helped me learn how to be more present with my children and and sometimes, you know, drop the bar a little bit. I hate to say it that way, dropping the bar, meaning that just, taking care of their basic needs, food, shelter, water, and mom's hugs. Instead of thinking about, you know, as as an immigrant, I'm always thinking about their education, and I want them to go to this kind of school and that kind of school and that kind of school. And I had to just let some of that go and just think about today and, and, and what they need today, which sometimes is just a hug and just knowing that mom is there and mom is healthy. And I'm so grateful that, um, you know, even in the midst of all the unrest um, in, in so many areas, um, my country is at war. Um, and then America also has a lot of challenges in addition to the COVID pandemic. And I'm so grateful that we were able to stand through all of this. And um, again, um, I have learned to be divinely guided every moment and just lean on the Lord.
0: Thank you so much. Beautifully said. Thank you so much for sharing. And then please, you all need to go meet Dr. O. Go meet (laughs) Dr. O. So, you know, these amazing, amazing, amazing superstar friends come on every week. And you have an opportunity to meet people that perhaps you wouldn't meet in your everyday walk of life. So next we're going to bring Dr. Janine on so we have, this is our expert pediatrician and parenting expert, and she's going to answer the same questions for us. Dr. Janine.
3: Good morning. Um, So yeah, this pandemic was interesting for me in a lot of ways because I think at the very beginning of the pandemic last year, I was right in the middle of a job transition. I mean, ladies, when I say right in the middle of a job transition, I mean, I signed a contract for my current job on March 1st. They locked everything down like March 15th. So literally, like I was already in a huge transition and then having to navigate that transition to a job. And this is a job that I work kind of a week away from the house and then I'm kind of home a week. So it was already a huge transition and then trying to navigate that transition in the middle of the pandemic. Um, So my daughter, who's six, uh, and very precocious. And she just kind of, I what the biggest thing I think, the biggest takeaway I've learned from parenting during the pandemic was two things. One is that you have to give yourself grace and realize that things are not going to be perfect. Because I think the pandemic, like, I I think so many of us, definitely all the ladies that I'm, wonderful ladies I'm on this panel with, but I think for moms in general, you tend to want your life and your child's life to be a certain way. You want to plan things out. You want them to be at a certain school. You want them to do certain things. You have a plan for their education. You have a plan for what you're going to teach them. We sometimes as parents, and particularly of a, 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 of a, smaller child like uh the other ladies just spoke you have a plan for how you kind of want ideally want them to act and you're trying to like guide them towards that but i think the biggest like when everything happened with the pandemic you i think i had to really accept the fact that you have to let go of that idea of perfection sometimes and just go with where you are um <laughs> we kind of had a little side conversation earlier about the whole homeschool phenomenon and my beautiful daughter is an extrovert extrovert so the whole virtual school thing was not for her and I remember when the pandemic started I had all these ideas I had you know this ridiculous schedule set up of how every how our days would go and when I tell you that was out the window like day like I won't say day one cuz we probably stuck to it for about 3 or 4 days. But by week 2, I was just like, yeah, this is so not going to work. But I think each day during the pandemic, things were so different at work because, you know, and 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 things were changing so much at the hospital I worked at. Things literally like cuz I work a week on and then a week off, like literally every week when I got there, I'd kind of go to the to the head nurse so what's the new policies this week? Because that was just, particularly at the height of it, that was how quickly things were changing in the hospital and they were changing things. And I think that same thing, I had to kind of learn to carry that same spirit over to my parenting during the pandemic, because kind of some of the things that worked on the first early part of the pandemic with my daughter kind of as things got in and she maybe was more anxious about certain things and, you know, she's sick. So she actually is at that age where she's talking to friends and, wanting to ask questions about why are we doing, you know, we did this and we had this pattern before and why are we not doing that? And I was doing all these activities and now I'm just in the house, you know? And so she had a lot of questions too about kind of, you know, and she was always like, mommy, whenever, whenever whenever I bring something new up, mommy, is that because of the coronavirus? I'd be like, yes. She's like, I do not like coronavirus. And, you know, so just being able to roll with the punches, I think, was a big theme of that and handle the unexpected. Um, and and kind of that, you know, unfortunately, like I have had I had to deal with a lot during the pandemic. Um, my dear mother is kind of also like Dr. Carol. This is my first Mother's Day without my mother and my mother, who up until, let's say, August had uh Her birthday in August had been healthy, vibrant, everything, but she very suddenly got ill, um, you know, had a very significant stroke um, and then kind of was recovering from that and then had a second stroke after that and passed away. And so that was a huge disruption in my life, and my daughter's life, and it was completely unexpected. Like if you'd asked me at the start of the pandemic, if I thought one of the things that would happen um, was losing my mom in that year, I would have never said that because, you know, she was healthy, went to, you know, work out three, four times a week, you know, was retired educator, but had her little like part-time job. So she was still like doing things. Um, so, yeah, so just the whole dealing with the unexpected and kind of trying to, in a way that sometimes is not how you would normally deal with it. So finding new ways to deal with things that came at you on un- an unexpected way is probably like the biggest lesson of parenting through the pandemic that I got.
4: Uh,
0: yeah, thank you so much. And that you know, it was similar. Um, although my mom was of great advanced age, you know, this was a, a sudden onset illness mm-hmm. that, you know, took us all by surprise and just, exactly you know, and, 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 you know, nothing prepares you for it. Right. And I think very similar, great metaphor for the pandemic. We weren't prepared for this. This came through here like, what? What is going on? And so again, the need to be able to pivot and let go of the picture of what we thought it was going to be. Let go of those pictures. So now we're going we gonna to leave these little kids for a moment and we're going to come up to the teenage years. So our next guest, Dr. Kalechi, is going to answer the same question and take us there. So Dr. Kalechi... <laughs>
4: so yes awesome great morning once again ladies happy mother's day to all the moms around the world dr carol i honor yanni today dr janine i honor your mom today and my condolences for loss for your loss um oh my goodness 2020. (laughs) um wow 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 it was definitely um an epic year for many many reasons and so i'm dr Kalechi. I am originally from Nigeria. Um, I consider myself a global citizen. Um, Born in Nigeria, raised in Europe and um, moved to the United States in my late teens. So by the time I was 18, I had lived in three continents. So truly, um, I see myself as a global citizen. I'm truly the result of having lived in Africa, Europe and the United States and North America. So um, as a mom of a um, teenager, right? Things were so different. My son is, um, he's going to be 17 in about a month. And um, in high school, um, wrapping up 10th grade, going to 11th grade at the time. And he is quiet. He's an introvert. He really likes and needs his friends and his school community. He loves school. He's very accomplished. You know, he's a math scholar. He's a um, if I may say so myself, bordering on Junior Olympics. You know, he's an athlete, so he's really super um, engaged in his community. So for me, um, I the pandemic meant I had to pivot. And what I meant by that was I truly, truly had to think um, that I had, I truly had to reassess what was more important to me and my career was third. For me, I truly had to look into my heart Faith had to be first, family second, career third. And I had to look into my soul and say, okay, what's really important right now? And for me, that was being present in every way I could possibly be present for him. Because I know that this was a critical part in their um, development, teenagers, right? It's such a critical part. All phases are critical, but in the teenage years, you're really becoming you know they're really becoming adults they're really having to make very important decisions about who they associate with what they do how they act and who are who they are becoming so for me i knew my presence around him was so vital um and so family was really critical so i made it non-negotiable i came home it was just non-negotiable and just like dr janine i had signed the contract on march 9th um as a lead physician at a a company, um, at a practice, at a major practice. And I had to just say, you know what, non-negotiable, I'm going home, you know? Um, So I kept him completely engaged in community throughout the pandemic. I chose not to let fear um, overcome me and my family and in all ways of our lives. I chose to, um, he was engaged in community service during the pandemic. He was volunteering at a food bank twice, A week because I really wanted him to see that there's so many families needing us right now that we cannot let fear overcome us. We must be part of what's going on and we must be engaged in society and in community. Um, And I kept him in his sports. You know, he was running three to four days a week with his uh, track team. He was still doing that. And I continued that because I knew for his mental health, right, as a teenager, he needed. That community. I could not just cocoon him um, at home. And as a mom, you know, with all the teenagers at home <laughs> in the neighborhood, I was like, I'm going home because I need to pay attention to what you're reading. I need to pay attention to what you're doing. Not like over him, but just be present. He knows my presence is here. I'm here to support him. You know, he's super independent. He wakes up. He uses the alarm. He's, he wakes up. He does his chores. He does his thing. But still, they need your presence. They need you more than ever. So I would say um, it had a lot to do with, you know, what was I going to focus on and how was I going to pre- be present for him and for the rest of my family? So, um, yeah, it was it was a, a shift in how I saw myself as a physician and, you know, as as doctors were so trained to career, 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 career. And then somewhere in the family, somewhere the family has to fit in and good luck finding your Jesus, right? So, But as a mom and, you know, 2020, it was no faith first, family second, career third. And I just, you know, um, played it that way. So thank you, ladies. It was, it's been really inspiring to hear all your stories. Um, And it's been, it's just amazing to be here with all of you. Thank you, Dr. Carol.
0: Uh, Well, you are welcome. Dr. Fletcher, you have a a gift for our
4: viewers. Could you tell us about that? Yes. So go work. So I went home to work for me. (laughs) So I put together a gift go work for you. um, 10 reasons to work from home. And along with that, I have a book coming out, um, you know, and it's about 10 reasons to find your truth. And I found my truth during the pandemic. So go work for you. Dot com, grab your gift. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I think you'll find it quite juicy and you can connect with me there so we can um, plan your strategic session. Thank you.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much. And I'm going to jump into a little bit of, of my story and then we will turn. We've got quite a few comments there, so we want to make sure that we're able to get to those comments. So, all right, so and then I'll tell you, I have a, a, a giveaway for folks as well. So, here we go. So, now some of you may or may not know, um, I too, like Dr. Kalechi, consider myself a global citizen. I finished high school in Indonesia, although I'm a little girl from a little tiny town, Red Bank, New Jersey, finished high school in Indonesia. I've worked in 30 countries, 30 states within the United States. And globally, I have performed or worked in Scotland, England, um, Egypt, Senegal, Singapore, Hong Kong, China, So, you know, just had a just fantastic career as an international consultant in the arts and now in medicine. I remember my first international assignment was actually in St. Lucia, followed by Jamaica. So I wasn't too upset about, (laughs) the you know, wonderful uh, workshops that I was able to to design around dance as a performing art for children and adults living with disability. So wonderful. And now being able to extend uh, expand that work, the work that I'm doing in diversity, equity, and inclusion on a global international scale, as well as the work that I'm doing in mindset on an international scale at the corporate level. And at the community level. So I really feel so blessed to, oh yes, Singapore. I left out Singapore. That was one of my favorite countries where I really enjoyed working in Singapore. So, you know, since, so feel so committed to being a part of this global community. Oh yes, and Egypt. I'm just thinking, you know, it's all kind of flashing back. So I really do feel, you know, I'm at home everywhere in the world, and soon to come, I'll be speaking in Mexico in the next few weeks and learning how to travel safely, even while we are still moving through this pandemic. So I have the privilege of being the parent of the oldest child on the panel. I have, and also from a blended family, I have a 26-year-old biological child, and I have a 17-year-old, so there's the other teenager in the group, Um Wonderful bonus child. Um, And this past year, a lot of um, it's been difficult. Uh, We made the decision as a family that we weren't going to fly the 17 year old back and forth too dangerous. And so that has meant separation. And while You know he's funny. He's tolerated it very well because he's an introvert. He has a great mom that he lives with. Although we're excited, he's thinking about going to college in New Jersey, so we're welcoming that. But the, you know, as the adults, we said no, no, no. We're not going to be flying. And before we took this for granted, this kid has been flying since he was three weeks old. You know, my son, my husband was raised internationally, so no thing. But the pandemic shifted all that. You know, wasn't just safe to go jump on a plane and go in and out of these airports. So that thing that we have been taking for granted now for decades. No, and that was a difficult decision. Although we we're certainly in touch like this, and the Zoom, and you know, all the social media ways of connecting not the same. He was also very close to my mom. So he didn't get the chance to to be with his Yanni this year. And that was that was difficult. That was painful. And then the oldest one, my oldest one, you know, so parenting doesn't end when they when they go off. He's he's living independently. Hashtag Dr. Janine Chicago loves Chicago. Loves Chicago. But he was the what he he's the warrior he was the concern we got calls we got texts if that child told me how old i was one more time he was like mommy you in you get that high risk group you know he wanted to bubble wrap my husband and i and not let us go anywhere and i said boy don't tell me how old i am again that was his thing for you know weeks and weeks and weeks and then you know and then, but i so appreciated him he would took such caution him and his friends formed a bubble like you wouldn't believe. And I was so proud of him and his housemates, the sacrifices they made, the decisions that they made. He was able to work through the pandemic first um, making hand sanitizer. He worked for a distillery and the vodka that they make is 60, 60 proof. So that qualified and they had to put do not drink on on the do not drink. And first they were giving it to the um, hospitals in Chicago that were at shortage. And then eventually they were able to to sell it. So this is, you know, all these brilliant minds, all these young kids that went to Northwestern and they came up with this and they were able to serve humankind during this time through the pandemic and then the other thing where my heart was just in my throat he participated in the Black Lives Matter uh, rallies and protests and he was actually you know knocked down in one of the rallies And, you know, I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. You know, so you raise these children to be righteous. You raise these children to speak out. Right. So this is a kid who went to private school from day one, you know, all the way up through university level and you know you know going you know we live that plan of going to the select schools of being able to find your voice to be authentic and then here's this opportunity and he was stepping out and I wanted to bubble wrap him I wanted to protect him I was like oh my god oh my god and this kid is terrified of horses and was a, a police officer a mounted police officer so I know he was absolutely terrified in that moment of confrontation. Thank God, you know, he was bruised up, but not harmed. Although another son, I consider this other young man my cultural child, he was blinded in a Black Lives Matter protest in Rochester, New York. And so it was, this has been a, you know, a terrifying year for me, absolutely terrifying. But, you know, fortunately, um, and I, like Dr. Kelechi, non-negotiable. My mom suddenly took ill. I mean, she went from zero to 60 in like 10 seconds with a stage four end of life diagnosis at the time of diagnosis. So, you know, her illness appeared suddenly at end stage, non-negotiable, non-negotiable. And I wanted to be presence, you know, even though the younger one wasn't here. And, you know, so just let me be available. Let me be around. A, a it's that presence for the older ones. And it turned out it was the 26-year-old that needed my availability. So, you know, he could text me or call me any time of the night or the day, right? You know, a lot of times when we're working and you get that text from home, you're like, "Uh," oh, you know, oh, or you get that phone call you know, and you can't talk right now. So I needed to be in this space where I could be present and where I could be interrupted and where I could be available. Available, uh, you know, very poignantly to my mom. I, I called it walking mommy to heaven. I didn't want to miss that. I didn't want to miss that. So that's been my journey over the last year. And now so, and I have, I have a giveaway. So for the first three people. That book a discovery call. That's what's scanning. You can have a copy of my best selling book, Meditation in a Time of Madness, a guidebook for talented teens, tweens, their parents, and guardians who need to thrive. This is a book that I wrote where I want parents and children. Let's learn the skills of resiliency. Let's talk about meditation. Let's talk about prayer. Let's talk about good nutrition. Let's talk about sleep and let's learn together. So ideally for parents or teachers and kids to do together, and I'm very proud, my best-selling journal, Meditation in a Time of Madness journal, Living, Loving, and Leading When It Matters Most, a 90-day journal to help get you through each quarter of the year. And it's themed. It's themed by the week. It's themed by the day. So you can have that all important, even if it's just five or 10 minutes, self-reflective time, self-reflective time. All right. So now let us, we go, We have time to continue on with some other Uh, questions and opportunities and we've got so many comments in the chat so yes so we we just go oh my goodness oh my goodness so let's go let's go so happy mother's day thank you happy mother's day so honoring my mom jesse here 14th one in heaven i remember your mom marianne i remember thankful for her love and protection which at time at times tried to resist oh yes didn't we? Ladies, and then you all have that moment of rebellion against your parents or your moms. I remember I was 14 when I had my last and final and biggest temper tantrum. 14, yes, rolling in the living room floor. So Dr. Kimmy mentioned the tantrums. So we believe in the Gambian Creole tradition that the child chooses the parents. And when they come to us, we must revere them and treat them with utmost love and respect. Thank them for bestowing upon us the much sought after title of mom or dad. Beautiful. So I thank and honor my heavenly mother, Fanny, mother-in-law, Yanni, grandmother's Florence, and Felicita. Yes. Unconditional love focus on today. Dr. Yvette, flexible and adaptable. Yes. Sir Clifton, good morning. Happy Mother's Day to all with a great topic this morning. Yes, 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 yes. Hugs, hugs to you. Lady Linda, happy Mother's Day. Oh yes. They need our presence. They Yes. To be present. Amen. So many youth don't have it and we see the results of that, unfortunately. Faith, family, career. Good morning, Sir Patrick. Happy mother's just come in. Yes, you did. Overnight shift, one of our healthcare heroes. So yeah, and there's where you can go ahead and get that discovery call. So ladies, I'm just gonna put it out there and anybody can answer this. I you know, and we'll just you know, kind of popcorn style. What are, your, what are your top you know, three or four parenting tips that you would like to offer this morning? So if you're just ready, just go ahead and unmute yourself and let's hear those parenting tips.
2: So I would say um, I use the acronym with my, my patients, Get Help. And um, the, the H stands for Harmony. A lot of times we talk about balance, but balance is not really, especially when you have small children, especially when you have children who have different age, and they're in a different age groups, balance may not be um, the word you want to use because balance means that everything in your life has to be equal. You should look for harmony, just like a symphony. You know, you have different instruments, different sizes, different sounds, but they all come together to make a beautiful piece of one music. So get help, H stands for harmony. Find harmony in your life and forget about balance because balance looks different at different stages in your life. And then the E stands for education, invest in yourself. We, you know, we have been on this panel for 45 minutes. We will never get that 45 minutes back. I think 48 minutes. We'll never get that 48 minutes back. Invest in yourself. And it has to be something that you do daily, daily. Not every once in a while, but daily. It could be something spiritual. It could be something physical. Find some kind of daily thing you need to do as a mom, to build yourself, like Dr. Carol said, and other people have said in this panel, so that you're giving out of, Dr. Kalechi said that to me one time, you're giving out of your abundance, you're not struggling. And then the L stands for leverage. Use the people around you, leverage the people around you. A lot of times, you know, mom, sometimes we don't want to ask for help we we want to do everything and we want to be perfect at everything and we we want to do it all leverage the people around you if i leverage my children i have a son who is 9 years old he can take out the trash he can he can clean his room he can learn how to do, to fold his clothes those little things like that give me some time to myself so that i can pour more into his life And then the P stands for paid help, paid help, especially to my African sisters, paid help at home, get paid help, get help with housekeeping. I find that, and the funny thing is in our culture, in Cameroon, we have actually a lot of paid help in Cameroon. But when we come to this country, we we feel a lot of pressure to do everything at home and everything out of the home. And and there's also this actually um, you know a little bit of stigma against um, some of the African moms, um, even the physicians who are getting paid help at home. except, except as a nanny, you know. If it's a nanny, it's okay. But everything else, no, do it yourself get paid help so that you can protect your peace.
0: So get help, ladies, get help. Thank you. I love paid help so you can protect your peace. Somebody put that in the chat. So that's beautiful. Go ahead. So let's hear from somebody else. What are your tips? Two or three tips.
4: Yes, I would say thank you, Dr. Omarine. I mean, that is such freedom. Even though I came home to be present, I did not come home to clean my bathroom okay let's be clear so i got paid help even though i was home because you know that is not what i needed to be doing you know i needed to be building up myself so i would definitely i, I completely echo that thank you for sharing that acronym and encouraging us to get help because we as women we as physicians we as moms we were so many hats And I let go of that, you know, superwoman cape a long time ago. I let it go. So I would say um, parenting tips uh, as a mom of a teenager who is super bright and super just brilliant, if I may say so myself, okay? I mean, engagement, engagement, engaging with them, finding out what what their passion is, what their wants and needs are, and... Um, that will lead to that emotional bank account. I really think it's important for them to know that we really care, um, not just because we feed them, we clothe them, we'll house them and all that, and we take them to their things, but that you really listen. You know, So engaging, um, engaging with them, um, to partner with them. I truly believe in that Gambian Creole, I think one of the speakers, um, one of the viewers mentioned that. I truly believe I'm here as a vessel. Um, he came through me, but he is for the world. You know, I was just a vessel that, you know, through which he came, but he truly came to serve in his own way. He's truly his own spirit. He's truly here to serve humanity. Um, and how can I be that conduit? And how can I be the best conduit for him to accomplish his calling? And to know that I have to engage, I have to be present, I have to guide and I have to support and I have to love. So be as present, so all that is really be present and listen, thank you. Mm,
0: Thank you and happy Mother's Day to Dr. Kathy, my colleague and my fellow journey woman in diversity, equity, and inclusion. Happy Mother's Day to you. And Dr. Yvette, who is, she's really our global travel doctor. And uh, <laughs> so important, right? You know, here we are, we're, we're a global village right here. All the what we represent. Someone else go ahead with their tips, please.
3: Um, I'll go ahead and go. Yes, uh, <laughs> so I, I think, particularly during the pandemic, since I think a lot of us have just spent so much more time with our kids because we've been kind of cooped up. There's not that regular. Because I think there's a lot of times with kids, particularly when you have like school age kids and smaller kids, your parenting kind of feels like it's it's like a race because every day there's like the piano lesson, there's this lesson, there's dance class, there's you know, soccer, there's so, like you just are running like back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I had been doing that with my child and because she was in a bunch of things. And yes, Dr. Yvette is, is my child's favorite auntie. So, <laughs> cause she loves her Dr. Yvette, auntie Yvette. And um, yeah, so my daughter had been doing all these things and you spend so much time, I think in the natural course of parenting where you're just running back and forth and going from the, this thing to that thing. And you don't really get to truly, See your parent, your children for who they are, learn their personality, learn the details of what makes that unique individual tick. And I think one of the blessings of the pandemic is I think a lot of parents, because a lot of the outside noise was hushed for a long time events canceled, activities canceled, I think a lot of parents really got that opportunity to learn their child's personality in a very new and, you know, beautiful way to really see what made their their child tick. And even in families where you have multiple children to see how, you know, child number one is very different than child number two. And I think Mm -hmm. when we think about our parenting and how to parent with grace, what you really want to do is you have to parent you have to parent your child's personality. You can't parent them the way that you feel they should be parented. You have to give them what they need. You have to give them the things that they're that are going to speak. Child number one may not be what speaks life into child number two. So being able as a parent, I'm, you know, I'm grateful for the pandemic, for having this time to slow down and truly learn my child and her personality and being able to parent in the way that brings life and peace into her life, which is has has only become. Come become more natural because I've spent so much time getting to learn the things that make her tick, like, you know, having to do homeschool and see how she reacted or didn't react well to that environment and really being able to see what makes her tick as the awesome little individual that she is. Um, Cause I mean, she's a, she's going to change the world for sure. Cause she's a, she's a firecracker and um, <laughs> being able to really kind of, See the ways that, you know, maybe some of the things I was doing before when we were so rushed and busy doing things weren't really serving her as well. And she didn't respond as well or in this positive way to those things. And some of the even maybe negative behavior that I would get frustrated with with her was just because I wasn't meeting the needs that she had individual as an individual. And so, you know, I think that is is truly that one of the things that has been a blessing of 2020 for me is just being able to parent to her personality, parent to your child's individual personality, learn their personality, and parent with grace with that personality. And, you know, and I'm, and as crazy and horrible for me as to that 2020 was, I think that's one of the biggest blessings that I got out of the pandemic. Uh, thank you. So beautifully
0: said. So, Dr. Kemi, are you ready to... Rather yes, to I
1: am. Everyone has shared such beautiful tips. Again, for me, I'll just circle back to the first tip. The first thing I said is that we, you know, tomorrow is not promised. So we want to build self-confident, self-reliant kids who can give their gifts to this world and shine in this world. So for me, uh, my tips are just try your best to build confidence in your child. Um, make sure they know that they're unconditionally loved at home because the world out there won't love them tell them you love them a lot and then also just you know it's, it's easy to be mad when they and, and to have harsh criticism but we should try not to let's correct them with love and then we should praise them but we need to be wise about our praise because if you praise them all the time it's meaningless for example for my five year old son once his teacher said I, I told him oh your teacher said you're amazing and he said oh that's nothing she says everybody's amazing so make sure that you your praise match. um, Have different praise for different things, and then don't just praise the result. Praise the process, you know. So my kids again, when they clean up, they don't clean up the way I'd like them to. So maybe I'm not happy with the way they cleaned up, but I'm happy that they cleaned up. So I praise the process. So praise the process, not always the result, and just make sure you praise them and have different praises and let them know the praise, just uh, and let them know when the praise matters. And then the final thing is just let them have choices so that they can develop confidence. I always give my kids choices of clothes to wear in the morning and tell them you choose I make sure that they know they have the choices and I also let them help even when their help is getting in the way I let them help so that they can feel like they're valuable and they're contributing to this world because my goal is just to build self-confidence self-reliant kids that can can make a difference in this world with or without me so those are my tips
0: Beautiful. And I'll wrap up with my three tips. So faith first, teach your children faith first, faith in all things, faith in the God of their understanding, faith in themselves. So they've got that confidence, very much what uh, Dr. Kemi is saying. Then focus, 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 teach them the skills of resiliency and self-regulation. They must have the ability to focus, focus their minds, focus their attention so that they have that skill set to to go through life and to also to fill their own cup, focus on self-care, self-love, self-honoring so they learn to give From their overflow. And finally, number three, finish. Teach your children to be finishers. A lot of us are greater starting and we find finishing much more difficult and they're going to need that perseverance in life. And so, and that's, I feel that goes right along with, you know, praise the process so that they see those steps beginning, middle, and end. So my three tips are faith focus and finish. And with that, we're going to wrap up. I'm going to ask my guests to meet me backstage in the green room so we could chat for a few minutes. Remember, weightless and mind body and spirit is a podcast and all the guests are going to get links to the podcast today you all can listen to this show share it with your friends share the facebook live right now with your communities and your spheres of influence because there have been so many beautiful renderings on this show today and if you were just to take ladies We're going to, I would, this Rev.com, because this is going to be a chapter in somebody's book, somebody's next book. This Mother's Day panel has been so full of beauty, grace, elegance, and wisdom. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. And thank you for this beautiful, lively, active, and engaged audience. Thank you so much. Ubuntu. And we will see you. So June 6th, our superstar guests is Dr. Charlotte Acor. Again, another one from the continent, from our mother, Africa, from another country. She's going to bring us the eyes habits. So we're going to be learning all about eye health from one of our nation's eminent pediatric ophthalmologists. And then Meditation in a Time of Madness, the morning show, will be back on air on June 7th. Enjoy the rest of your Mother's Day happy Sunday. Great, 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 great Sunday and great Mother's Day. Great health, life, and vitality to you all.